When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to another episode of Inside the Forest. I'm your host, Cameron Lemons Debro. This one's going to be a little bit of a different kind of episode than I think some people are used to. I'm not going to call it an airing of grievances. Um, it is not Festivus, even though I wish it was. But we got to air some of this stuff out, man. Some of this got to be aired out. I'm going to talk a little bit about the Wake Forest Duke game. Um, I went a little bit more in depth on it in tomorrow's episode with, with an interview with 24-7 Sports National writer Isaac Trotter. Fantastic listen. I can't wait for that one to come out. I thought it was a fantastic interview. But I think there's some stuff that just needs to be cleared up over you know the last 24, 48, even the last few days, like last like five days. Over the weekend on Saturday, Wake Forest took down the Duke Blue Devils 83-79. Funny enough, it's the same score as the NC State Revenge game. God has a weird sense of humor. That's all I got to say about that. Yeah. We do all like the whole senses. You know, first ranked win since 2022 when they beat Duke. Uh, first sellout since 2017 against Duke. I do remember I tweeted about it. And I do remember, you know, kind of sneaking down away from the student section to like the little sidelines. And, you know, Luke Kennard drained the three right in our faces right behind the bench. It was not fun. Zero out of ten would not recommend. Don't like that. It's the first time Wake has been favored in a game at, against Duke since 2005, which feels just insane to think about. That like, I mean, Wake's had at least some solid teams since then, but like, that's the first time. Like that's wild. Like that's that's extremely wild. But it does add a little more credence to Wake Forest, you know, adhering to the metrics. Wake Forest is now a absolute whopping 15-1 as a favorite. Um, you know, this one was a little weird for me because they ended up, I think they ended up flipping to like Duke being like the slightest of slight favorites on Ken Palm. But according to Torvik and according to Vegas, Wake Forest was a favorite. Torvik had a, had a one-point favorite, like 1.4. And then Vegas ended up being around two and a half to three, depending on where you got it. They're 15-1 as a favorite, man. When... The expectation is that Wake wins, they will win. Uh, and the expectation right now, if Wake, if Wake loses, they will lose. It's just been that kind of season. But you're in a fantastic position to make the tournament. Torvik right now has their tourney odds at 93.9%. Brackets gonna up, brackets are gonna update probably tomorrow and Tuesday, and we can all yell about that. And Jolinardi sucks and all that stuff. I'm gonna get to Jolinardi because he has to stay in his lane. But you know, you're basically 94% projection the way out you know right now according to Torvik you're a six 
about six and a half point favorites going to Notre Dame on Tuesday. You're a half point underdog against Virginia Tech on Saturday. And then four, almost 15 points against Georgia Tech and finish the season a little over four points against Clemson. You know, I think you have a very, 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 very good shot at making a tournament this year. You got to avoid the letdown spot tomorrow. I mean, on, well, this will be up on Monday, so Tuesday. You got to avoid the letdown spot. You got you got to avoid it, but because you're also not just playing for the NCAA tournament, you're playing for seeding right now. Like even before you get to the NCAA tournament, you still have a very 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 interesting shot at getting the third at getting the third seed in the ACC tournament. You could, in theory, make it to the second seed. Um, I don't think it's necessarily all that all that possible. But you, in theory, could make it to second seed. But you're playing. You're playing for. You're still not that far ahead when it comes to the four seed and the double buy. That's definitely. That's definitely got to be something on your mind. So that's a big reason why you just can't afford a letdown spot. This has got to be one. You take care of business on the road. You beat an inferior team, and I equate this team really to NC State light. I think NC State's a bit more aggressive, but you know I. I think Notre Dame's a team that just is not good offensively, like, at all. Like, they just have not been a good offensive team this year. But they've been a really solid defensive team. Um, average from, against threes, but they've been a solid defensive team. They grind some games out. They clawed their way back down from a billion against Syracuse to only lose by a couple points. But when you're looking at the ACC standings right now, you are only a game up on Clemson, Pittsburgh, and State. And a game and a half up on Syracuse. You obviously hold a tiebreaker over Syracuse. Uh, right now, you are essentially tied with Pitt, but I think you would lose it because they still have not played UNC. So, unfortunately, they, they have played UNC. So, I think you would have the tiebreaker there. I need. I haven't fully flushed that out, but you know how you avoid that by just winning. Uh, you gotta. You gotta win. You know, I think if you win the, the cheaper games against Georgia Tech and against Notre Dame, and you take at least one of Georgia, of Virginia Tech and Clemson, then you'll be right as rain in that double bye. It's a you're in a good position, but you still need to take care of business there. I thought Saturday was our. I thought you played a much 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 better game on Saturday than you did on Tuesday against Pitt. I thought it wasn't even close. I know the game score. Just depending on where you look, is going to say that you know what Tuesday was a bet, was a better game because you beat the hell out of them. But I thought you took. I thought that was a NCAA tournament game where two teams absolutely slugged it out. Like Duke was making shots left and right, and I have to give so many props to guys like Jarrett McCain. Two days, two days into college, three, three lectures behind Jarrett McCain. That dude was three for four from three. Oh, he was insane. You know, Jeremy Roach had a game. Proctor had an NBA, I'm, I'm an NBA-level prospect kind of game. Kyle Philiphouse got there on, you know, on volume. And I really, really, really thought, you know, man, like that, that Duke played an insane game, had 1.36 points per possession. That's an insane offensive mark. Just didn't matter. They had 1.4 points per possession. They played an insane, insane, insane game. While only getting three bench points, you know, if you told me Parker only played 14 minutes, Damari only played six, and they both combined for 0 for 2 for one point, I would have told you Wake lost that game. 
if I told you then Hunter Salas didn't make didn't attempt a shot in since you know over the last eight minutes of the game I think it was like 745 with his last shot attempt which he made you know I thought okay Duke probably wins this game by 20 but I mean they grinded it out Boop had Boop and Cam weren't the worst two players in the court I mean they they were they closed the hell out of that game they they completely closed that game for Wake they you know Boop got to his spots. He was he was moving the ball around. Only had one turnover the entire game, and it was the first possession of the game. That's what you need about that. That's what you need out of Kevin. You need him doing stuff like that. Moving the ball around. Five for seven from the free throw line. I'll take it. Cam, man. I mean, Cam played great defense. You know, he hit a clutch three where I think every fan thought he was going to clank it off the backboard somehow from the corner. Um, you know, the buying the back stuff was kind of wonky, but you know, he... I thought he got fouled there, but, you know, it's not really the right place to do it. But regardless, happens. He made up for it. I think you're fine. I think he, you are not going to win games without Cam being as good as he, as he has been the last couple of games. He's been very, very good, even if he hasn't been scoring, you know, 20 points. Efton Reed had the best 6.3 rebound game I've ever seen. Point Efton was great. Three assists. He had a couple hockey assists as well. It was a plus 16 a plus 16 that's insane played 33 minutes that's a ton of minutes him and F- him and andrew carr played 33 and 34 that's insane all that's what you need out of after Reed. i don't really care if he's scoring 20 points he needs to be on the out there hunter bleeping salas 29 points 11 for 13 5 for 6 from 36 boards i mean he got it from basically everywhere at the rim floaters mid-range from three you know, I thought he got fouled on that when Filipowski got him, but whatever. There wasn't a shot; he just didn't look comfortable shooting. There were some times Duke left him open, and I, I can't let. There were some rotation issues there, but I mean, I thought he busted McCain, Proctor, and Roach's asses. I thought he busted all three of their asses. It didn't matter who they put on him. Hunter over the last eight games has been insane. By the way, he's averaging twenty-one point one points. 58.7% shooting and shooting 55% from three on 40 attempts. Un, un, unbelievable. Just nothing you could say about this is an NBA level guy. You know, I, I think the, you know, I mentioned on the last podcast that there is a push to get him to get him back. And I think there's definitely that is still there. But if he keeps playing like this, you know, if he's averaging 20 to 22 points a game, shooting almost 60% from the field and 55% from three. Like, I go get your money, man. Like, I, I can't do anything about that. <laughs> Andrew Carr, man. Second half, Andrew Carr was was the best, was one of the best players on the court, if not the second best player on the court. Um, I think he's had one bad game since Jan 9th against FSU, and I think that was the game against UVA last week. But, I mean, 18 points, 8 of, uh, eight of 14 from... From the field, he missed one shot in the second half. He was seven for eight in the second half, 16 points, three assists. He was so, 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 so good. Uh, Brian Geisinger did a film room talking about the mismatch that is F, that is Andrew Carr. Uh, one stat that stuck out to me, 1.14 points per possession on post-ups this season from Andrew Carr. Uh, he, like, I know like he's been kind of a sniper a little bit from the outside. Like, you know, It hasn't been exactly 40%, but I trust him to shoot and hit threes. His post-ups have been fantastic. He's been a matchup nightmare at the four. And he, he that is an all that is an all ACC player. You know, I you got the monkey off your back. I'm really, really excited about that. 
for you, but yeah, you got to take care of business moving forward, and I think they very much can can do that. Now prove it. All right. So I did happen to promise there would be a little bit of you know an unfiltered talk about my experience in Cameron Indoor. Nothing completely bad. You know, it wasn't something that I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna go to the news and say it, it wasn't like that. It was just I just wanted to get my unfiltered take on that. And I said if Wake Forest won, then I'd absolutely you know give an unfiltered take on that. But I'm also going to extend it because I want to talk about Courtgate storming the storming the courts. I also want to talk about, you know, just the discourse has just been so bad. It's been so, so, so bad. There has been absolute loser behavior coming out of Durham. Loser behavior. Absolute losers. And it starts with the court storming. And it's not, the thing is, it, it hasn't just been the fan base in Durham. It's been people that cover the team. Like, that's what bothers me. It's the fact that, like, just about... It, it's been insane. I've had... I've literally listened to someone who writes for the team just have a... And this is essentially what was said. It wasn't... isn't fair. This isn't paraphrasing. This was... This sentence was real. Others don't have to worry about people storming the court, on the road, just us, maybe UNC as well, and, and a good Virginia team. There need to be rules put in. That is such a loser outlook on things that oh we're so high and mighty no one else has to be as just no one else is as just heard as us you know everyone wants to why is everyone picking on us when when shut up shut up that is such loser behavior man imagine yukon or kansas saying that this year imagine we would laugh them off the we would laugh them off the face of the earth. They're like, man, we're so tired of being everyone. Of everyone, just you know, if they beat us, you know, they're doing this. Grow up, man. So taking a step back with the court storming stuff, I have been very, very, very clear that I think that court storming needs a refresh. You know, court storming, field storming, all of it. I thought it when Caitlin Clark got hit. I thought it when it was an SEC team in football that a girl got just annihilated by a player. I think we're putting a bunch of drunk college kids in a, in a situation that's not favorable and we're putting a bunch of student athletes where adrenaline is high around them. That doesn't make for a great, just that, that's just, that's just the bad combination. You can't, I don't think you should take away court storming because that's an integral part of college sports. And I think that's something that, you know, schools love TV loves everyone loves, but no one wants to really fix it. Cause it's like, ah, this is, it's the epitome of this is, this is terrible from a country, but this is tremendous content. Like that's it's the epitome of that. But like I there's so many things that have just been so wrong about how this has gone about from both, you know, people that cover the team to the national media to like the fan base in general. And it's just been just loser stuff. Like super weenie hut junior stuff. Oh my god. I hope Kyle Filipowski is okay. I really, really do. I hope tomorrow well, I guess today, because it'll be up on Monday. I hope when we talk to John Shire at around 10 a.m. on Monday morning. He's like, yep, Kyle's all good. He'll be playing on Tuesday or at the very worst, you know, hey, he's going to miss a game. He'll be back on Saturday. We'll be cool. I hope that I do not want anyone hurt. I think people being hurt is the dumbest thing ever. 
like I think people that that are like advocate he needs to go get hurt or whatever I think that's dumb I hate when people get hurt you should never wish ill on someone in terms of them getting hurt these are this is people people's livelihoods but people have just gone so 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 out of pocket with this like it is absolutely like just insane like Filipowski tried to trip a kid. <laughs> like, he tried to trip a kid. He tried to shove a kid. Now, does that mean that he should absolutely get, like, hit or stampede on? No. No, you've got to protect... You need to protect the players. But also, Filipowski isn't exactly a... a, a it, like, he's not out of any sort of wrongdoing here. Like, Filipowski absolutely... Like, that This was not cool from him either. This was not cool by anyone. I don't think Filipowski did anything great. I thought how the security handled it was awful. I heard there were, I heard and saw that there were just chairs right in front of the student section. There were some scraped knees because people were falling over them. Heard there was a broken ankle. There's just a bunch of stuff that was happening. I thought how weak security handled well, excuse me, the Joel security handled that it was pitiful. I thought it was awful. You know, I felt like it was kind of weird that Mark Mitchell, who went out of the ball, got to the Duke bench just fine across across the court. Proctor was essentially the same distance from Duke's bench as Filipowski was. Proctor skedaddled real easily into into the Duke bench. And Filipowski, meanwhile, was using his patent spin move to try to get out of a bunch of college kids' way. It worked just about as well as to end the game. So, whatever. Again, I hope Kyle was okay. I really do. But this was... I, I hate this whole woe is me. And I hate this whole, oh my god, you need to sue everyone. Oh my goodness. And I've seen that for people that cover the team. Like, identify who the, who the kids are. Make an example of them via the legal process. Make Wick Force Operation the co-defendant. Grow up. Grow up. Oh my god. Grow up. That is such loser stuff. That is such entitled loser stuff. The first thing you think of, yes, sue them. Grow up, man. Good grief. This is such loser behavior. Like, it's an insanely loser behavior with everything I've seen from it. I have never seen a blue blood team full of like both from writing perspective, not all of them, because some of them have been very like, dude, this is just overblown and this this discourse sucks. But I've seen people just be absolute losers about this. Good grief. I've I got people writing emails to the Wake Forest Athletic Department saying I quote unquote, I can't believe an institution at the level of Wake Forest displayed such incompetency to the world today. I expect a public apology to Kyle Filipowski, Duke, and all of college athletics. Take the ambulance to Weenie Hut General right now. Oh my, this is such loser behavior. This is incredibly loser behavior. Act like you have a spine. You're supposed to be good you're supposed to be a blue blood blue bloods don't act like this unc would never unc would never do this uconn would never do this uga in football would never do this alabama in football would never do this ohio state in football would never do this grow up this is shameful this is embarrassing you're embarrassing yourselves here grow up you are sitting here acting like a bunch of spoiled brats that are entitled, but because you lost, I'm sure you didn't have a single worry about the field storming when you stormed the field against Clemson at Wallace Wade Stadium to open the season. There are a bunch of Clemson 
football players still in that field while you guys storm the field. And I didn't hear a peep out of any of you guys at Duke and say, oh, wow, you know, we got to protect the players here. This was this was unruly, whatever. Do you think that's because you're better than everyone else? Is that the entitlement coming out? Or is it just because it happened to you? And I think it's probably the latter. Stop being an entitled brat. Did something happen that wasn't necessarily fantastic? Yes. Was Kyle Fobowski also, like, kind of in the wrong a little bit? Yes. Also, don't shove people. <laughs> like the, he's entitled to his own space. Don't try to shove and trip people and then act like you're going to be a victim. That's that's not how this works. That's not how this works at all. Also, you're Duke. You're the villain. That doesn't give anyone the right to punch, push, kick, bite, whatever. That's not okay. I am going to state that. That is just not okay. But Duke, you playing the sympathy role, like oh my god, the court stormy always happens to us, and that's the thing. It's like. Oh, like there's so many people who are like this always happens to us. Why this people ever everyone's do is oh my god, Blake Henson got on the scorer's table and and taunted our our our, our students after the way. Good. Good. I'm glad he did. Do it again, Blake. Draft him the first round if he does it again. I wish Hunter Salas did it. That's what sports are supposed to be. Not this entire orchestrated effort you have at Cameron Indoor. That's what sports are supposed to be like. That's what sports are. It's not a play you put together and you practice at home in your tents. That's called emotion. That's what that's supposed to look like. It's not supposed to look like someone getting hit. But people are going to have emotions, and if you taunt them, they're going to taunt you right back, man. you got to be able to take, take what you dish out. And you can't sit here and have this whole moral superiority thing when it's, again, it's Duke. Duke, Duke fans... Sat here and chatted, chat, chanted, how's your grandma at state when a player lost their grandmother recently? It wasn't this year, it was in the past. They chanted orphan, orphan at a UNC player that recently lost both their parents to a murder-suicide. Don't act like there's, you have some moral high ground here, man. Like, don't, like, that's just, I don't, you're, you're not going to gaslight me into this. I, when going to continue to say this, I hope Kyle Filipowski is a-okay. I really, really do. I hope that tomorrow I talk, we talk to John and he is going to be okay. But stop acting like an absolute loser. Like we got to ban all this court storming because it happens to you. When you sat here earlier in, in the football season and you did it and you had no problem then. And I wonder why you didn't have a problem then. Embarrassing. Good grief. And then people are crying and people that cover the team are crying and being upset because, oh, I'm getting, I have a hundred and something texts because you lost to some random team. You're lost to Wake Forest. Can you not handle getting chirped by your friends? Oh my God. Grow, grow a spine. Like you're like, that's what, that's what happens to good teams. You know, you don't see Alabama out here doing this when they lost, lost to Michigan. You know, you didn't hear them be like, oh man, you know, we got all these texts. We lost to Michigan, man. Oh my God. Dang. Dang. Grow up. My God, have the spot. You're better than this, or are you? At this point, I don't know. At this point, I truly don't know. I don't know if you're better than this because you act like act like a bunch of entitled, spoiled brats that something didn't go your way. Oh my God, now people are texting, chirping me. Ho, 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 ho. Grow up. I get texts when Wake loses. You don't see me out here being like, oh no, I, so we got to stop all this stuff. Grow up. Grow up. The court storming thing is weird to me because I think that there are ways that we can definitely make it safer. 
but I think people are still going to bitch and moan about it. Roy Williams took his starters out a few years ago against FSU because he knew that it was FSU was going to storm the court against UNC. Roy got absolutely flamed for it, absolutely bodied for it. And now if that had happened this time, and John Shires admitted that he needed to do a better job of getting his players off the court, both educating them and as well as you know probably taking them off the court in general. He thought he could still kind of steal the game, but he, he admitted he needed to do a better job of that. I think that's something coaches need to do is kind of educate their their teams more often. Like, hey, look, this is if this is going to happen, we're, we need to have some stuff in place. That's just kind of... We have all these safety protocols that are updated constantly. We have the block and charge updated constantly. We can update how we approach court stormings. But Roy Williams had a plan. He got chirped for it. UVA had a big win in JPJ over Duke a couple years ago. There's an entire security bubble getting the Duke coaches, players, support staff all out the way. Coach K still bitched about it. So at what point am I just supposed to be like, no matter what you do, if you make people leave early and, you know, you know, we'll give everyone, you know, about a minute and a half for people to go to the locker room, they'll probably just kind of bitch and moan and be like, oh, man, we got sent to the locker room kind of early. We're going to have to watch them do all that. That's not cool. You know, it happens all the time. Shut up. Shut up. This has just been so embarrassing. So embarrassing. And it got more embarrassing the more you kind of saw stuff of like, oh, this was Wake Super Bowl and all this different stuff. You are a top 10 team that is an hour and a half away in the same state. You guys generally, you know, there are some people that are always have have offers from both in both sports. You're in the same conference. <laughs> Wake Forest is fighting for their tournament life and you are a quad 1A win. Not just a quad one, you're a quad 1A. You are, the where I look at the team sheet, you are the top left. You are the... This is the committee's like, oh, you got some of these? Yeah, 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 we'll take those. You're a quad 1A win. Wake hasn't made the tournament since 2017 when they were in Dayton. And then in 20, but really since 2010, that's when they were actually in the field of 64. So it's been almost 14 years since Wake Forest has made the NCAA tournament, like actually. If wake if, if a team isn't allowed because you're because it's essentially like you're like not allowing them to get up. If a team isn't allowed to get up and make that an absolutely like banger of a game with like five games left in the season, they are not. No one should ever get up for a game ever again. Everything should just always be. You know what? Whatever. These games don't matter. I shouldn't have cared anyway. That's essentially what you're telling me by saying this is just their Super Bowl. Now, it, I I don't think you're that much of a loser to say that, but that's that's how it's coming across. Grow up. This is absolutely embarrassing loser behavior from you. I expected better. You get, Duke played a phenomenal game. And it's being absolutely shattered because people want to act like losers. And the national media, you guys aren't exempt from this too. I get, I have to hear about Joe Lenardi already for, for bracket stuff that he's already the 98th best. That He's not. He's barely a top 100. People who don't even get paid do a better job than him. Think it, let that sink in. People who don't get paid do a better job than someone that gets paid a buku amount of money to be on the one of the largest sports network in the world. And he gets to sit here and just, you know, basically taunt and just engage in the farm. But I get to sit here and and read about his take on Storm on, on Storm? Storm in the court? Who even are you? Who 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 are you? Are are you how are you an expert on this? You can't even get brackets right. Why am I trusting your opinion on on court storming? Go away. Go go somewhere. Go away. I don't need you. You don't need to be involved in this discussion. 
You don't need to be there. But it's been such this clickbait farming of like, oh, all this stuff's happening. You know, this happened to Filipowski. This happened here. This happened there. And it's taken away from a absolute banger of a game. And it's just, it's so frustrating. It's what's wrong with this entire media stuff right now. It's just the fact that no one wants to sit here and talk about all like the ins and outs of what actually happened in terms of, and I'm sitting here having to rant about this because it's stupid. Because every time I look, I'm sitting here searching for Wake Forest, trying to figure some stuff out. It's, oh my God, and what did you think about the court storming with Wake Forest and Duke and uh, 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 which has nothing to do with the fact that Wake Forest just won. Nothing to the fact that there was an absolute banger of a game from Jared McCain from Duke, who looks like an absolute stud. Nothing about that. I have to sit here and worry about, oh no, are we going to ban court storming this time because it's Duke? I hate it. Hate it. I hate it. The media has been doing its disservice. And I think the Duke fan base has been doing just grow up. It has been embarrassing from you, from you all. You should be better than this. So I went to Cameron Indoor a couple weeks ago. (laughs) Kind of changing it there. But I went to Cameron Indoor a couple weeks ago. And it has been, I'll say this. I thought the Cameron Indoor was, you know, I thought it was a, insane atmosphere i thought you know people packed in i loved how they leaned into the brotherhood in terms of you know what the stuff sits on the wall all the all the trophies and everything i thought they really really leaned in on what they've accomplished i think that's really cool and it looks like a very historic arena and i get i get it the one thing i don't i didn't like and it was explained to me beforehand by my friend madeline fox who you know she went to wake uh, now goes to duke's uh, one of Duke's grad schools, and you know she's a good friend of mine. She explained it as a two-hour choreographed dance party, and I didn't really understand it. And I was like, "What do you What do you mean by that?" But then, as I got through the game, I was like, "Oh, this is all just choreographed. This is just all just like it's a production. It's like I'm watching a musical that happens to be like basketballs playing in the background. Like it's just everything, every second, every minute, every media timeout, everything about it." has something happening and something organized and something choreographed with it and there just happens to be basketball in the background and I'm just like that's just not sports like it's not real it's inauthentic it just felt that's the thing it felt inauthentic to me like they got loud around I think it was four or five minutes left in the game and I was like oh wow this place is bumping that's what college sports supposed to be like that's you know it's it's you know everything's not disjointed but it's not you know, everything's robotic and everyone says the exact same things. It was like, okay, no, I'm at a, I'm at a sporting event. This is fun. Cool. It's just, it's just so planned and just so just, it's so inauthentic. And that bothers me. That really, really, really bothers me. Because that's not what sports are. Sports is supposed to be like how you feel in the moment. Not, okay, this is what the sheet says for 1452 in the first, in the first half. That's not, what, that's not what sports are. You're not calling plays out here. You're not doing that. You know, if that's if that's your thing, go for it. You know, I think people really do enjoy that, and I'm not going to sit here and be like, it needs to be banned or it needs to be. You know, it doesn't hurt anybody. Like, it, it, it's it's fine. I personally didn't like it, and I just I just felt like it was just very 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 inauthentic. I'll be back for games to cover, but I don't see myself you know rushing to get back there for you know, just to go watch a game. Thank you guys for riding with me on this really really weird one. Um, I don't have a voice from the game. I really don't. So if I'm a little quiet over the next few days, that's why. As always, go Deeks.